This episode is brought to you by Jarja Media. If you need a CRM built for real estate professionals in today's world that works with the way that a transaction actually works, or you need a transaction coordinator to help you better do your job or really better focus on the job that you're doing and not focus on the transaction management side, if you need a marketing rep to really help you out uh, with your marketing, then you're going to want to check out jarjamedia.com. That's J-A-R-J-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. Also, if you are looking for coaching, whether personal coaching, one-on-one coaching, whether you're looking for virtual training, or you might be looking for coaching or training specific to your brokerage, you're going to want to check out jaredjamestoday.com. That's jaredjamestoday.com. We really look forward to working with you. You are now listening to Today with Jared James. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 35 of Today with Jared James. Uh, as I always say, guys, first off, thank you so much for listening. If you if you really enjoy this and this is something you're getting a lot out of, I'd appreciate it if you would leave a review, a written review and a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe on the platform that you're listening in on and it really means the world to me if you would share it with someone that you think would benefit from it. I am really excited about today's episode. Um, you know, if you've been watching lately, not watching, but listening lately, uh, I've been trying to do a few more interviews and kind of pulling on those people around me to, to really gain their expertise and, and talk about their stories. And we titled this episode, you know, From Iran to the Golden Gates, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Alex Kodadad. And Alex is sitting here with me right now. And I really wanted to talk to him because his story is so interesting. You know, when you see a title about From Iran to the Golden Gate Bridges, it's, it's not something you see all the time. And probably a lot of you were probably Probably, you know, what does that even mean? So let me take a moment first and say, Alex, my man, uh, what's going on, man? You want to say hello to everybody? Hello. Hope everybody's doing well. Awesome. So Alex is, uh, you know, very successful. Uh, he runs what he calls a Navy, uh, Navy SEALs team uh, in the, we'll call it the San Francisco Bay Area, because really you're kind of just outside of that, right? Correct. Um, but he's also one of our coaches and, you know, one of our extremely valued coaches. I mean, if you're in our group on Facebook, uh, Jared James Coaching, uh, you see him posting in there all the time. You see, they see you doing live videos. They see you. And uh, I think you had stepped out earlier, but we're doing this from our advance, from our Jared James advance right now um, in Nashville. And, you know, I had kind of made mention when I was talking about your session, I really kind of promoted your session and I was telling everybody like you know you always come from a good place as you know you always talk about loyalty um, but you always come from a place of contribution you know how can I contribute how can I help how can I and it's something that I really admire about you right um, so first off I just want to say thanks for being on because uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm really looking forward to this and getting into your story a little bit um, but obviously the title of this starts off and it says you know from Iran to so why don't you give people just a little bit of your background uh, and what that looked like, and, and we'll just kind of go from there. Sure. First of all, thank you, Jared, for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. You're a great friend and a mentor. Um, so I came to America when I was 10 years old. I came with my mom. Okay. Uh, um, and uh, coming to America, um, due to her uh, language barriers, my mom, she, she was a nurse back home in Iran. So when we came to America, due to a language barrier, she had to um, get a job working at a convalescent home. And, and that was a huge down, there's nothing wrong with working at a convalescent right. home, but here was a nurse that, because of language barrier, she couldn't work. So anyways, she started you know, working at a convalescent home, and me, uh, 
with my mom because, you know, my parents had got divorced when I was two years old. So you, at this point, you live with your mother. Yep. Father's not there or is nope. father still in Iran? Fa father was in Iran. Father so, had been remarried. He was in and Iran. And what is the language in Iran? Like Farsi. Okay. It's called, it's called Farsi. Farsi. Yep. Okay. And so when you say language barrier, uh, you guys come to... She couldn't speak English Yes, I mean. Well. She came here and it's like, I don't speak yeah. fluent English at this she point. She didn't. She couldn't speak fluent. And of course, if you wanted to be a nurse here, you had to go to school. You had to go through all that. What was the point of, how to, what was the point of coming to America? Like, so, what was the, how did that happen? So what happened was in 1979, there was a revolution in Iran. So um, I was seven years old. I witnessed the revolution and I witnessed the war, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, uh, 1979, the revolution happened. 1980, Saddam Hussein invaded Iran. It was more than just TV. It yeah. was like... And, and back then, there wasn't CNN. It was BBC, but it was on radio. Yeah. So I remember at nighttime. I mean, it's kind of like I watch these movies now, and but I've lived that. That's my point. It's not like uh, for you. This is literally yeah. what I was just saying. It's I, like I, for a lot of people, it's TV. Yeah. But this was yeah. real. I lived it. And I remember the sirens. Like in San Francisco at noon, wow. there's always this loud siren. Si Sirens that goes out, and that siren that goes out is for like lunch, it's lunchtime. Yeah. But in Iran, when that siren went out, it meant that Saddam Hussein was bombing the capital, Jeez. and literally all the lights would go out, and you would hear all these houses shake. Jeez. I mean, I, I mean, living that it was like, yeah. It, and is it, this why your mother got you out of there? And this, She's this like, was we the can't reason. stay here. We couldn't stay there. See, what happened was we came to America in 1977. This the Shah was stolen. You're on the king, right? And then, but but there was no reason to live here. So my my mom came here, we, we went back. But then when we went back and then we tried to come back, the, we literally a year, two so years So you just later, came to visit? We just came to visit. Like yeah. vacation? Yeah, because U.S. and Iran had a great relationship. You, you, you just got a visa and just came. My uncle lived here too. So then we just came and then, um, and then the, uh, uh, because of the whole uh, the war and stuff, my mom said, we're not going to do this. So literally I was in fifth grade. My fifth grade had just started. and. They came to my classroom and they said, your mom needs to see you. And, and I remember, I never forget, it was probably like say September, October. Right. So I go to the principal's office and then they said, your mom needs, you know, wants to take you. So I, and I said, mom, what's going on? She goes, we're going on a vacation. And I go, what do you mean a vacation? She goes, don't worry, just get in the car. So we got in the car and wow. we literally, but we lived close to our grandma because we lived with my grandma because right. my mom was always working and stuff. So we went to the house and she said, you know, we're going to go on a vacation, say goodbye. She didn't even tell my grandma that we were leaving because it was in the height of the uh, uh, war. And if they, and what happened was they had shut down all the airports because there was bombing happening all the so time. So she had, you had to up and leave your family and she doesn't even tell her mother? She doesn't tell her mom, her sister. Nobody any, just had not to even my father. Just out. Just out. So she goes, we're going on vacation. So, and, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to get 10 years old. I'm going to question my mom. So I'm like, okay. So we get in the car. Next thing I know, we're at a different city. And next thing I know, we're in the border of Iran and um, Turkey. And if you know anything about the Kurds or if right. you study the Middle East, Kurds, the Kurdish people, they, they, they don't really have their own country, but they're between the border of Iran, Iraq, and Turkey. They have their own area there, which they've been right. trying to go independent. So she had planned this for months. And when we got there, she had actually paid smugglers to smuggle us out of Get Iran. Out. Just imagine, here's a single... And this is why she doesn't say anything to anybody, because if any word gets out That's at it. all, it's over. That's it. So we and get... she's worried for your safety. Yeah. So we're there for two weeks, and then they, they hide us in this little village. And then at nighttime, they come, they put us on these horses. 
right? And then there's these smugglers, literally with guns. And imagine a war is going on that time. Yeah. Not as north, but more in the mid. But it, there's bombing everywhere. So we get on these horses, and we get on these horses, and we're going on mountain elevation of, I don't know, 15, 20,000. I mean, I'm talking big wow. elevation, right? And we almost died there. And they could have killed my mom. Yeah. My mom had $10,000 on her back in 19. Which is 80, yeah. 1980. She had Frank on her. She had Mark. She, because there was no euros back then. It was right. Frank and Mark. It was German and um, Frank. So, anyways, then we get to um, uh, Turkey. We stay in a the village. Then we go to Istanbul. Istanbul. We yep. stay in Istanbul for six months. And we're there, me and my mom. Then she calls my grandma. My grandma's upset because my grandma, I was very close to my grandma. I was going to say, I thought you guys were close. Yeah, what's going on? Why did you take so anyway? She has no idea what happened. No. Then my father finds out. He she gets must have upset. been relieved to hear. Yeah, exactly. So he helps. And then after six months, what happened was my uncle had petitioned for us to get green card to come to America. Right. My mom's green card got set. They're like, you're set. Just go to you. When you come to United States, San Francisco at the airport, they'll give you your green card. Back then, it wasn't as difficult as it is now. Right. But your son, he, it's not ready yet. You need to put him in one of these schools until, like, until we can figure out. And she goes, are you kidding me? I'm not leaving my child here. There's, it's just not going to happen. How does that happen? So the last minute, they were able to fix it, and they did, and then we got here. So we get here in America, literally right when we get here. Few months later, we stay with my uncle for a few months, and then we move out and we go live with a, another lady. She had a daughter. We live in a room, one room, for two years. Right. And while she's living there, she gets a job at a convalescent home. Me wanting to help and having that entrepreneur heart, like I did, like my father. How, my how father, old are you at this point? I'm 10. Okay. So about a year later, I'm 11 years old. So then I get my first job. Selling subscription to the USA Today. Nice. Knocking on doors, right? I had the best sports, uh, sports page in the business. You know? I used to love yeah. the sports page. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, 11, section. I'm 11 years old, making $100 a week, Jared. And that was a lot of money back in 1983. It's a lot of money. Okay. Okay. I'm, yeah, 1983. So, and, and then get that job. You know, then I, we, we, we start, you know, uh, my mom started working and I was working and we did better and better and better and better because my mom didn't want any handouts. Yeah. She didn't want no government help. That's just in our culture. Right. Our cul the, the Persian culture has a very, the, the, the pride. So like, like for example, when, you, when we say Iran, to some of them, they actually get offended. They're like, no, we're not from Iran, we're Persian. Interesting. Yeah, so anyways, because of our background. Right. So then I get it, you know, the, I put myself through school. I put myself, my, then my brother. And you're came. living where now? With my mom, we finally got a one-bedroom apartment. In San Fran? In, in the Bay Area, yes. In the Bay Area, yeah. like, like, like right outside, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so 1985, we get our own place, right? Just imagine, 1985. Here I am now making 150 bucks a week selling Oakland Tribune because living I went large. from USA living to large. Yeah. living large, and I'm feeling like I'm a man, yeah. right? I'm 14 years old, okay? I'm feeling like a man, and I remember we got subscription to HBO. Because there was a cable box back yeah, then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the best feeling. I remember. It was just something. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. buying a TV for my mom, I felt, I felt awesome that yeah. I was able to do this for you my mom. You were contributing, and you yeah, were, yeah. contributing, just giving to my mom, right? Because yeah. I loved her more than anything. And then, and then a couple of years later, we get another place that my brother comes from America because my dad had kept my brother in Iran. Right. That, but he, my mom got him, so he came. Then he comes to America, and then now we fast forward. I go to college. I go through all that. And then, and then now it comes to 1999. 
1999, I had a very successful, I was going to college, San Francisco State, just had graduated, but I had a very uh, successful art business. So all the community colleges, all the colleges, all the grocery stores, what we would do is we would have all these posters, and you know, when you went to college, they would sell posters right, and stuff. Right. So I pretty much had monopolized that whole area. So, and we did very well. But then in 1999, um, while I was doing that, I, you know, I wanted to get my education. I, I wanted, to, I, I had got my accounting degree, but I wanted to get my master's. But then I, I didn't want to go two more years, so I wanted to get my CPA. So I had no choice but to get a job, public accounting firm, yep. so I can get my CPA. So I got it. It killed me, but I got it. Right. While I'm doing that, and while I'm building that business too, right. right? But by that time, I buy my first duplex. I buy my first duplex, feeling like a man. My mom lives in one. I live in the other one. And. And and it was and it was and it was really really um, and it and it was awesome. So then, and in 1999, so one of my friends, I meet him at an event, and this was a friend that we used to work together as kids at Oakland Tribune. And when I met him, uh, you know, I said, "Hey, Alistair, how you been? Where you been?" So we started talking, and then. Um, and he was doing very well. He was making $50,000 a month. Right. He, had, he had stayed in the business of selling door-to-door, -door, but now he was the big boss. Right. And, and he had done very well for himself. And, and I said, hey, you know, I'm doing good, but you're doing very well, right? And I, what, what are your secrets? And then he gave me a few books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read this book, and you read that book, and you read this book, and that book, and this book. And then we fast forward, and a friend of mine said, you need to get into real estate. Right, and what year was that? This was in 2001. Okay. A friend of mine, good friend of mine. He had so a said, couple years in the A couple years, yeah. Yep. And, and he, he, we, were, we were both tax auditor, and that's okay. how I connected with Paco years later. That's right. That's when right. I saw that video, he was a compliance, and I was an auditor, and I connected with that. That's right. So then, and then he told me, you need to get in. And this, uh, Mario West, he said, Alex, he said, you need to go get your real estate license. This is legalized mafia. I go, <laughs> what? Legalized mafia? He's like, dude, you got, you got to get in business. So I get into business in 2005. Right from the beginning, I go get my broker's license, start my own thing, right? I should have went and worked for somebody for at least a year like me, right. you know, but I didn't. Right. I dive right into it. And I did really well. First year, made like 150 grand. Second year, did like 200 and the market crashed. And then, and what happens when that happens? So when the market crashed, then, then, then it's like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, then I went back to all those books. And Zig Ziglar, yep. you know, one of the things he says, you know, give to as many people what they want, you will get what you want. If you, you give it, yeah, if you yeah, give it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what you said earlier about contribution, I believe in that. Yeah. But when I, when I give, I don't expect anything back in return because I know it'll come back. But one thing I do expect back in return is if I'm loyal to somebody, I expect that in return. Right. Loyalty is a both way, right. two way street for me. So, and then, um, and then, then I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And then I'm like, okay, um, I'm gonna get into foreclosure prevention. But I'm not gonna like. There was companies out there charging five thousand dollars to do a loan modification. Right. I went and took classes. I'm like, I'm just gonna give it away. So this was this I'm, was the opportunity. This is 2008. Man. Yeah. Right. So. My cousin, Sue, she owned the TV station, right? She came to my, I started doing work workshops and she would come to them, hot counselors and all these people would be there. She came and she told me, she said, um, this is awesome. You, you, you're great at, why don't you come on air? So I went on air. So I went on air and right about that time, my mom had been diagnosed with cancer, right. colon cancer. So we, we went back and forth on talking. So literally, I went on air, I believe it was November 18. Right. The next day, my mom passed. 
right? I mean, this, it was like, it was really a hard. And that was a big moment. Like, it was a you. big was, moment. Yeah. And my mom was everything to me. That's what I was, why I, I mean, said that, because I know, I know you. I've, yeah. I've talked to you about that. Yeah. yeah. So my, she was like a mom and a dad. The reason why, Jared, I'm so close to my kids is because I want, I want them to know the difference between a mom and a dad. Right. Right. But my mom was everything to me. I, I was raised by a single mom too. Same yeah. thing, playing the role of both. Yeah. Playing you know? the role of both. And she would, she would, she would have told you every day of the week, like, you know, there is a role for both. You just step in when you have to. Yeah. doesn't mean that it's ideal. You step in when you have to, you That's know? That's right. So you do that. When did you actually form, you know, your team? Like you, you have what you call now your yeah. Navy SEALs team. Yep. I know you're looking at doing, you know, various things, yep. whatever. But like, when did you actually start uh, realizing that this needs to be more than me? So 2010, I hired my first agent, but I, st I was still doing my prevention seminars and all that stuff. I didn't really take it serious till about 2013. This kid comes to my um, event with, her, with his father. They sit at the event. They check it out. And this, his father was losing his house. It was literally one week away from losing. Right. So after the event, he comes up. He goes, why are you doing all this for free? Give and you shall receive. And I said, you know what? I'm going to connect you with the hot counseling. I connected his dad with hot counseling. And he went in there. He was able to save the house. This kid comes up. I, I went back to the office like a couple of weeks later. I see that. I walked in and I see a brand new cell phone. And, I, and I'm like, who brought this? And they're like, this, this, this young guy came by and dropped this off as a thank you. I called him. And his name is Mike, really good guy. And I said, Mike, I'm, he, I go, you know, um, thank you very much. And me and him got closer and closer. And I said, you know what? You will be great at this. So he came on and that was the beginning of me building my team. Because until from 2008 until 2013, right. I had about 175,000, which I turned over two and a half million right. by buying and flipping. In the Bay Area, you can buy houses for 40,000. That's how I was able to survive, Amazing. by buying and flipping, right? Right, so you what you I was, had to do to yeah. try to, yeah. Then in 2013, I put that on halt and I started building my team. That's awesome. And then I started building and building and building and just, you know, just, just take Tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit about, uh, in the short time we have left here, like tell me a little bit about the production of your team. You know, you do, right now you do the Navy SEALs team. Yes. Loyalty is everything. You know, these people are like your family, their community. I've, you know, I've met them, I, I get that. Tell me a little bit about um, the production of your team. How, okay. how, how's your team doing? So, uh, like, yeah, tell me a little bit. So we have six, six agents. We've done about close to 18 million already. 75% mm -hmm. um, of that comes from me because I am the rainmaker. Yep. Um, and and uh, we have over 300 five-star reviews online. Yep. So if you Google me online, you'll see our production. Yep. And, but the thing about me is that I could make that production way more. I can like, but because of the fact that my kids are really small, yeah. four and seven, um, and I want to make sure that I'm spending time with my kids. So, and me and, you know, me and- For Rick, you, it's not just about success. Success not, without being able to be that because dad is just- Because yeah. remember that experience that I had as a kid, yeah. I promised myself my children are not going to go through yeah, this. Alex, we're very similar in that yeah. in that way, right? Like, yep. I mean, I, I met my father when I was 12 years old. Yep. You know, now we're buddies. Now we kind of yeah. know each other. But yeah. that kind of like yeah. absolutely changes you right. from the perspective of you either copy that and you go, well, I guess that's what the world is. Right. Or you say, I'm going to make sure right. that my kids never know what that Correct. is and what it does is it turns you into the greatest thing that ever happened to them yeah. because you want to be a part of that. That's you know? it. That's, that's awesome. So, so you do that. You've got your team. You've got this put together. You've got the real reason um, that I really wanted to have you on is, is just to kind of tell that story. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's um, you know, I mean, you coach with us. Like, everybody has excuses and they've got all these different reasons for why they can or can't do something. And I think it's really inspiring for people to hear someone that goes, you know, from Iran. 
uh, to coming over and still having that entrepreneurial spirit, whether it's as a 10-year-old, an 11-year-old, you know, whatever. But what I really love about you is it's not just the, now the success of that and then building the team and doing those, but it's what you just said there. It's, it's the, the kids, the, you know, understand what it is that you want and then build around that. Hey, I could work 24-7 and yeah. go make this bigger and go do whatever, but what good is that? if I'm ultimately not able to live this time of my life with my kids, when that's going to end eventually. There will always have, there, you'll always have these other times when you can go crazy and work 20, you know, whatever. But I love that about you. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on here, man. I, uh, um, you know, you know how I feel about you. That's why you're here. That's why you're on here. Thank you. uh, I think you're an amazing story for so many people that are listening. So, uh, guys, do how, how can people connect with you if they want to connect with you? Uh, connect with Alex.com. Look at that, man. You're following <laughs> right in. Does that sound? My mentor uh, sitting uh, right here. Okay. guys? All right. <laughs> connect with Alex.com, just like it sounds, right? Yep. C-O-N-N-E-C-T with Alex, A-L-E-X.com. Guys, if you really enjoyed this, I'd love it if you would uh, subscribe, uh, you know, give it a great review, maybe connect with Alex and say thank you for his story or if you want to know anything else about that. Uh, but I really appreciate all of you that give us your attention and listen. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 